And welcome back to another episode of Speaking Literally, where the books speak for themselves. I'm Liz. And I'm Holly. And this is our first official podcast episode of the new year. Happy yeah, New Year. Happy New Year. I'm sorry that I'm going to be croaking this entire... <laughs> I know. <laughs> Fine. I mean, I, I had a cough last time and you've got a cough this time. So oh my God. I had it's the f- a season. Yeah, we... Um, like what right after we dropped our last episode we took um the family to disneyland and apparently while we were there the flu was going around so my son and i came home horribly horribly sick with the flu fevers like my son's fever was 103.4 we were like yeah we couldn't get off like out of bed or off the couch for like eight days it was i don't remember ever being so sick yeah so now i have a cough and i don't have a voice and it's really hard to do a podcast when you don't have a working voice. So, but on on the plus side, did you have a good? Did you have fun at, at Disneyland? We did. We had a blast, and um, you know, we were there for two days. Uh, we were there for a Thursday, Friday, and we weren't sick at all. Um, Saturday was kind of just our. We we stayed in California on Saturday, but we didn't have any plans, so we were just kind of. Yeah. Just kind of like, you know, bum around California, do whatever we felt like doing. And then we came home on Sunday. Um, so it kind of worked out, I guess, because the park was great Thursday, Friday, Saturday. My son woke up sick. Um, and then, nice. yeah, and then halfway through the day, I started feeling cruddy. <laughs> um, so we ended up just kind of like hanging around the hotel. We did go see a movie. We saw the new Aquaman movie. But then after that, we just kind of like... <laughs> My son and I just laid in the bed and watched football games while my son and my, or my, while my husband and my daughter went and did their own thing. Cause we we're just like, we're so <laughs> sick. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. But we're, we're both Ugh. feeling better. Like my son is like a hundred percent and I'm sitting here going, oh my God. I'm like, I, it must be because I'm so old. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not youthful like he is. It's taking me a little longer to bounce back, but yeah. So. Ah, oh, dear. But hey, it's all new year, new fresh stack of books to come out and new challenges. Um, are you doing any of the book challenges this year? I am doing, I the one I've been doing the last couple of years, the, the 12 and 12 by 12, um, which I really like because I love getting the, the recommendations from yeah. um, from other people to read. So I'm actually reading my first one of that challenge, um, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, what about you? I am, I am determined to finish my 12 for 24 this year. Determined. Because the first year I did that, I think I only got about four or five done out of the 12. <laughs> Last year, I think I finished on six. So this year, I've already finished reading one of them. So I'm already one down. So which one did, really, which really one did you stuff. read? Uh, what did I read? <laughs> oh, Great I challenge, I Liz. What, if you... Which one I read? Oh, Defy, um, Defy the Night. Okay. Which is actually really good because it's by the author who wrote the A Curse So Dark and Lonely series. Oh, and you haven't started that, have you? The... No, it's also, funnily enough, the first book is also on my list for the challenge. So I've got two by the same author, but no, Defy the Night. It's actually, um, I found out it's the first what book of a trilogy. Okay. And um, it was a really good fantasy novel. I oh. definitely recommend it. It was really good. Interesting. Yeah, I'm reading my first yeah. book of the challenge, which is Daisy Jones and the Six. Ah, which we'll talk about a little bit later yeah Yeah, let's do that (laughs) yeah um so yeah uh 
we shall see. We'll keep checking in and see how our, our book challenges go. As I say, I am determined to get all 12 done this year. I am too. I've already, I bought like one because it was in like 99p and there's a few that I've already got. So I think I, I feel like I'm in a better position. Like Yeah, because you, you did something <laughs> where you like you, when you were asking for recommendations, you actually took pictures of some of your to be read books and had people like pick books that you already had which is smart i mean this episode's all about our our tbr list so that was actually a a smart way to kind of knock some of them out i was not smart and i didn't do that so i think you do have a few they don't you from your list or do you not have any at all well daisy jones and the six has been on my tbr for a while um yeah you know, just because you just, you, there's just so much out there that you hear about that book and then with the adaptation and everything. Yeah. So, um, so that one, um, I, I honestly don't have the list in front of me, so I have no <laughs> idea what's on my list, um, as far as what had been on my, well, Belladonna, like I'd been wanting to read Belladonna. That was um, so good. And so that one's I love on how, my list. Like, I have noticed that quite a few books on your list are books I read last year. So it's like, yes. Finally, like Wonder <laughs> Window, which was really good. Belladonna, again, was really good, um, really good fantasy. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of talking about those with you and, and yeah. finding out what you thought. Um, and whilst I'm talking, I'm literally, you haven't put up a, you know what you should do? You should put up like a little stories, highlights reel with your 12 for 24. So that's always easily accessible on your Instagram. I could do that. That means I actually uh, have to like create something and put content on my. Because it's nowhere. It's nowhere on your page. <laughs> I have it on my website. It is. It is like I have a whole TBR page on my website that has it, um, on there. Um, but yeah, I probably should put it as a highlight on my, on my stories. Um, I just yeah, me and, and Instagram content. My my life is really busy right now, Liz. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you know what? I am actually really proud of myself. So um, I need to catch up on, like, so many NetGalley books I read last year that I haven't reviewed. I had uh, – last week I had a total, I think, five books I haven't, in- haven't reviewed from last year. I wrote um, four of them. I wrote four reviews. Two have been posted this, this last week. So – and considering my last review was written back in November – I'm very happy with myself. And I posted three times last week. Three times. When I'm lucky if I post once. I know. I yeah. like it, it's funny. Like I, I, I post on Mondays because it's like before the week starts. So I post mon- Monday morning before I leave for, for work. Uh, and then it's like the rest of the week I'm playing catch up. I'm like, I just it's I'm going back to my old kind of ways of doing things where I'm taking like a load of pictures either on Saturday or Sunday so that I've that's done so that I've got my content for the week. Because um, otherwise, by the time I get home or finish work, it's dark and I just can't be bothered to take pictures. <laughs> you know what I think it is? And I know this is completely off topic. We haven't even started like our, our <laughs> list of topics for the show to talk about. But we can talk about Instagram for a second, Bookstagram. You know, I think what has hurt me is, you know, I, I, I'm very open and transparent. Like I, I am a – I – I'm crazy busy. Um, you know, I have a crazy busy job that requires long hours. Um, you know, like, especially like this week, you know, um, I work in public education in a high school. We had a, a, a threat of violence this week, um, about a, a possible shooting that was going to happen at school. We had, yeah, we had gun incidents last year. Um, so, you know, unfortunately in our, 
in our society is just these these threats um, just happen and and part of it is because of social media and our kids don't know the ramifications of what they what they do on social media so they'll they'll make these posts about possible like shooting the school and blah 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 and they don't understand what comes about from it like they don't understand that Mm -hmm. you know we we don't stop like that that threat came out we were working with the police department until one o'clock in the morning police were making house visits to the kids that we were like getting it back to at like midnight um like it's it's exhausting and it's tiring and then Mm. of course it's like you know that's my job that doesn't even include like how busy I am with my my, with my family and um but I think one of the things that has prohibited me from being so active on on social media and sometimes I'm like well it's because I have my website I'm trying to keep up with I want to write and and I'm like just like you I haven't written any reviews lately like the whole month because I've been sick and everything but I think when it comes to Instagram, you know, we talk, I don't, well, we, I don't think we've really talked about the, like the algorithm of how Instagram works and like how many, you know, you know, f- posts you see from the different people. Like you can have like, you know, 10,000 followers, but you're only going to see posts from like 20 of them. Um, just yeah. how, you know, it, but I think like w- there's a lot of like um, numbers chasing like I want to make sure that I have as many likes on my on my photo as possible and comments and you know then you begin to join like the um you know the engagement groups and I think that part of why I don't post as much is because I'm in a couple engagement groups so like I spend time trying to get caught up on like the engagement pieces and like everybody else's posts that I don't have time to post anything um so I think one of the things I may do this year is kind of scale back on some of those engagement groups because it's, it's like, I, you know, I like putting stuff out there. It's like, exactly. I mean, you need to get your, like, you need to think about what, what your priorities are and what you prefer to do. I mean, at one point I was in three engagement groups. Um, luckily one, I think it just randomly shut down one day. So it's now it's a bit easier to manage because now I've got one which is pretty big and one which doesn't take me very long at all because um, it's just like a very small group of us who just comment on each other's posts so it's like five minutes a day of that um, but yeah I, I was finding that at one point you were spending like 45 minutes just doing engagement yeah. and it's just like that's not what I want to be doing I want to be creating content and so by cutting back I felt I feel that I've really been able to focus on like better things and also, yeah, I completely agree with you with the whole pressure of the likes and the comments. When we, when I first started my Instagram, I was very much, I need to post every day. I need to post mm-hmm. like every day. I need to add in all the hashtags. I need to do all of this. And the pressure that you put yourself under is just, it gets to, it gets stressful. Like you've had a stressful day and you're like, I still need to post. I still need to post. But like after, I think the first year, I was just like, look, this isn't what I would like it's not becoming fun anymore it's not something I enjoy so I cut it back and I'm just like okay I'm not going to pressure myself I will post when I can and that means that I'm kind of under less stress and I'm not putting that pressure on myself to post every single day and I mean yeah yeah, of course you're going to lose a few followers but at the end of the day who cares I know if they don't want to follow you they don't want to follow you 
And I, do I like, do I really need 10,000 followers? Like, exactly. I mean, look, if I, if this was going to become like a, a business, which would be absolutely amazing. I mean, yeah. who wouldn't want to read and get paid for it? Exactly. Um, then yeah, of course you'd want to be posting every day. You'd want to be making use of uh, all the algorithms using reels and everything else. But right now it's just, it's just a bit of fun. It's just something that we like talking about our hobbies and we like talking about our books. Yeah. So, you know, and I remember back to like, you know, I think you joined about right around the same time during the pandemic. And it's yeah. like, you know, we, we joined like the bookstagram world because we were reading a lot because we were all home because there was nothing <laughs> else we could do. And we just wanted to engage with the world in a way that we couldn't physically just to talk about our passion of books. And I think it's like we get so overwhelmed with how much content is out there that we don't mm. have necessarily as many meaningful connections because it's, it is, it's, it's like, you know, you, you, if you're in an, in an engagement group, you're posting on the people who are in the engagement group. Um, but like yeah. what I find is like I fall behind on an engagement group for like a day and then I'm spending the rest of the week trying to get caught up. And that's where it's like, I just, it's, I just and like want one to of talk the, about the, books. <laughs> exactly. I mean, one of my engagement groups, it is just literally likes. So I'm literally going scroll, tick, click, scroll, click. I'm not, because uh, there are so many. Mm-hmm. Half the time, I don't look at the post. I can't. I don't have time. Yeah. If I looked at every single post, it would take me about two, three hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to catch up. So, but yeah, we have gone on like a major, major tangent here. <laughs> but I think it, it's a relevant, it's a relevant topic. I think, you it know, is, like a lot is. of, you know, and uh, I think it's interesting. Um, but I mean, like, we're, we, I know, I don't want to speak for you, but I know like we're both very active on on bookstagram and love it and you know yeah, like definitely. i'm not going anywhere i love it i just i want to do i want to do better i want to figure out a way it's about, yeah it's about just getting the the balance right between life and and instagram yeah exactly all right well <laughs> with that said <laughs> well, let's talk about some of the things that we decided that we wanted to talk about well, let's go on to Goodreads. <laughs> <laughs> Goodreads is an, it's, you use Goodreads, right? I did, you know what? I, I do use Goodreads, but ever since we had, we had our last show and we're talking about Storygraph and we both downloaded the app, mm-hmm. I'm now putting the details in twice and I'm using both Storygraph and, and uh, Goodreads because the stats are really cool on Storygraph, but I'm still like, I'm still hooked on Goodreads. So it's I know. Like... I'm doing the same thing. I'm entering it on both. You... <laughs> well, I'm not updating my progress on story no. um, graph. Mm-hmm. I'm only, I'm Just only. when you read them. Yeah. Like I'll put it in when I'm starting it and then I'll, I'll go in and when I finish it yeah. so that I can get my, my like the stats. Cause I want to see the stats <laughs> at the end of the year, but I'll update Goodreads <laughs> on like where I'm at in the book. Yeah. No, I, I found you the other day on Storygraph, so it's all good. <laughs> oh, I don't think I've opened the app in a couple of days. Okay, good. <laughs> I'll follow you back next time I get in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, and also on Storygraph, I like the fact that you can choose which edition. So you can put the whether you're listening to an audio or ebook or physical. So at the end, you can have that kind of breakdown of you've read this many physical, this many ebooks. I think that's a really good kind of um, yeah. really good thing that. 
also good reads to do. Also, Storygraph have UK giveaways, not just US giveaways. Where's Look at that. Yeah, I know. So I'm, I'm slowly being turned, but Goodreads still, it's, it's still got its claws in me. I know. <laughs> me too, which is why, like, the controversy behind what's going on with Goodreads right now is kind of, like, interesting. <sighs> yeah. Uh, well, why don't you, you start us off? Okay. So, um, you know, Goodreads is, is owned by Amazon, which, you know, dominates the world when it comes to online. So it's... Which isn't surprising then, like you said, we're kind of like addicted to and hooked on on Goodreads um, because it's an easy to use platform, blah, 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 blah. But I guess there's been a lot of controversy out as far as like some negative uses of it um, with like apparently what's called like review bombing where Mm -hmm. um, people will create almost like spam accounts um, and and this particular article by the New York Times actually cites a... Um, an author who is due to have a debut novel in 2024 created a fake a fake account uh, in order to review bomb other other books and what that basically means is people are going in yeah and they're giving they're just giving books one stars and saying bad things about them so it lowers their their goodreads score so it makes them not look like you know appealing books and Mm. and whatever and it's just um, you know, and, and I don't really pay attention a lot to to reviews prior to reading a book. Mm-hmm. Um, but and and sometimes those those low those low reviews make me want to read the book. So I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what I what I have seen on on Goodreads that kind of like, huh, is when you go into a book that isn't out yet. And people are posting five star reviews, but they're but it's not like they're posting for an arc, like an arc review. They're just mm. posting a five star review and say, "I'm so excited about this book coming out." And yeah, it's like why? Why so, would you do that? <laughs> yeah, so they're they're complaining about review bombing with one stars and negative things, but they're also doing it on the flip side, giving books five star reviews. Just because they they're like the book is coming out. Oh, you you should definitely read this. Five stars. Yeah. So, how much how much weight do you think should be placed on this little kind of Goodreads scandal? I mean, it's a review platform. This is going to happen wherever you go. Like when you look on the places like Amazon reviews or any review site, you're going to have this. You're going to have people who are just trolling the internet and our, our review bombing so unfortunately it's just one of those things that you just have to either ignore completely or just not take any notice of the reviews I mean personally when it comes to Goodreads yeah like you I don't really take much um, notice of scores and reviews I might um, if I've seen like that somebody I follow like you or Steph or anyone like on Bookstagram has reviewed it on there. I might have a little quick, quick browse, see mm-hmm. what was said, what was rated. Um, but other than that, it's just like, it. it's just a star rating to me. It's not really important. It doesn't wait. Um, it, it's not waiting on whether I read it or not. Yeah. So for me, it doesn't really affect it, which I mean, we are reviewers, so it should, but... <laughs> <laughs> at the same time like reviews are subjective so like 
their opinion doesn't mean that their opinion of supposedly hating it doesn't mean that I'm going to hate it. Exactly. So. Yeah. And I mean, we see that all the time with popular books and, you know, <clears throat> there's people out there who like, we love fourth wing, but I've taught, you know, seen people who are like, mm, not so much because that's just the way it is. It's like, not every yeah, book exactly. is for everybody. Like every book will find yeah, a exactly. niche of people. And yeah. So it's just really weird. This, this, you know, it's just interesting that, that it's getting as much talk about as it is because it's just like I guess I guess it's just because the platform is becoming such a big platform that it it is going to start kind of getting more attention from the media so I'm guessing that's why it's become such a big a big issue but again like it like you said it's it's an online platform that anyone can go in and say anything on like it's gonna happen like you know the the trolls are out there so Anyways, yeah, so. I mean, it's basically the same as like if you have ever been on Reddit. Reddit's the mm-hmm. biggest trolling platform ever, <laughs> <laughs> but people still use it. So it's just like it's just one of those things. Yeah, and I guess the moral of the story is like, you know, even even on Amazon, if you're looking at book reviews on Amazon, it's like, you know, with, unless you're reading a review that you of, from someone that you know or you you know have history with, it's like a lot of the times the reviews just take it with a grain of salt like it's you know I you know after I've read a book I love to go back and read read some of the reviews and I do I like to click on the one star reviews of books that I've read because I think they're funny like it's not gonna you know make me choose one way or another about reading a book so yeah it's gonna be sometimes interesting because it also whilst I'm writing my review if it's been a while since I've read it it's also a good way of kind of triggering a few little kind of Oh, yeah. memories of it like Absolutely. going oh yeah actually i thought that as well yeah so yeah so talking of uh of kind of reviews we are going to jump over to the top library checkouts in 2023 mm-hmm. i don't know how that's linked but i will make that link somehow <laughs> <laughs> it sounded better in my head <laughs> yeah um so uh, we've had a few uh, kind of, obviously, because it's January, we've had a lot of um, different kind of top 10 lists of 2023. And one of them is the New City um, Public Library System, which is, uh, according to Holly in brackets, biggest in the country. So, yeah, it is the biggest library system in so, the country. That was a typo. That's New York City Public Library. Uh, that probably okay. makes a little bit more sense for you now as to why it's the biggest library system um in the country is because it's well it's new york city so it is the biggest library system that makes sense yeah sorry well the washington could have had a bigger one but no that doesn't make sense I... no well, are you talking about like what like washington dc like the capital yeah like the capital city of yeah <laughs> well we have washington state and washington dc that's true yeah so um no oh, washington yeah. dc is is not um, it's not as populated as you probably <laughs> think it is. Um, a lot of people don't like live in Washington D.C. Oh, I so mean, they work in there. Yeah, they live in like Northern Virginia or Maryland, and then they commute into Washington D.C. And it's it's a pretty small <sighs> area. Whereas New York City is, and just New York in general, um, but New York City is so- heavily populated. So there we go, a bit of geography lesson for today for the US. Um, so the New York 
uh, library system uh, have given us the top 10 checkouts of 2023. And uh, number one was actually Holly's number one for 2023, uh, which yep. is Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Gamas, which was an absolutely amazing read. I'm not surprised. You know, and um, I bet I bet part of why it's number one is because the adaptation came out too. We, we see oh, that yeah, in like, it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two was Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. Again, that was our favorite book of 2022. And that's probably because the paperback came out last year. So that's probably why that's number two. When's that adaptation coming out? <clears throat> I don't. An adaptation for it? No, that, no that that's amazing. what I'm saying. Like, That'd be so good. like where is that adaptation? Oh, I want so I want that adaptation. That'd be so good. Mm-hmm. Um, number three is Spare by Prince Harry. Number four is Book Lovers by Emily Henry. That was a uh, good Number one. five. That was a good book. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five was Verity by Colleen Hoover, which obviously we spoke about a few months ago. Uh, you can listen to our thoughts and, and our very passionate thoughts from Holly um, on our previous episode. Uh, number six is Yellow Face by R.F. Quang. Seven, The Heaven and Earth Grocery Store by James McBride. Eight, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Nine, It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. And ten is, funnily enough, Holly's Currently, Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. <clears throat> I wasn't going to actually read them all, but then once I started reading the top three, I was like, I have to finish <laughs> you it You just got go to go through read it. Them all now. <laughs> um, it's interesting to see Taylor. Taylor Jenkins Reid is on that list twice. As is Colleen so Hoover, which isn't surprising. but That's not surprising. No. Um, but I, maybe it's because, yeah, as you say, the TV adaptation, perhaps... Um, they read Daisy Jones and they're like, oh, what else has she done? Because Seven Husbands came out quite a few years ago now, didn't it? It came out when we first started um, the podcast. Yep. So it must be like, I reckon that those two are linked. And obviously it ends with us. They probably got that out because firstly, because of It Begins With Us, which came out last year. Mm-hmm. And obviously because of the announcement of the film adaptation being made. But I am, I am surprised that Verity came in ahead of It Ends With Us. Because when you think about all the times we've talked about the, you know, the, the New York Times bestseller list, at least, um, I know this is a library versus buying books, um, yeah. but Verity wasn't on or in the top five as much as like it ends with us. It ends with us was at the number one spot That's for like true, yeah. weeks and weeks and weeks. So it's just, I, I think it's interesting that Verity comes in at number five and it ends with us comes in towards the bottom at number nine. <clears throat> that is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could just be because it's like one of her kind of a black sheep as yeah. such because it's a thriller. Exactly. But, yeah. yeah. So that is out the top 10 for them. And then we had also, um, according to the Libby app, which is a, like a library, a digital library borrowing app, um, which is available in the US and the UK, I found out today. It's um, super it's popular. UK. It is super very popular. popular. Um, the most popular ebook for 2023 was Spare by Prince Harry, which, okay, I'm not that surprised about because I'm for some reason either. you Americans seem to love the royal family. I don't know why. <laughs> I, um, you know, you're always interested by stuff you don't have. True. No, we don't have a royal That's family. True. So we have. So, yeah. Political people who are not anywhere near being fun to talk about. 
So. You have old men. It's fine. Yeah, I know. With the royal family, <laughs> you have family drama and just like Scandal. scandals. Scandal like, it's super fun. And it's not American. So it makes it even more exciting. So. So, yeah, those are our top library checkouts in 2023. So then let's talking about books um, and popular books. You have to talk about characters, Um, you know, because characters can make or break like a story. So Mm -hmm. have you heard of Zooniverse? I've never heard of Zooniverse. It sounds like some sort of kids like website. You would think, like, you know... Zoo. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it's not. It, it... I don't even really know exactly what it is. Um, I'm trying to figure it out, so maybe someone else can look it up. But it's zooniverse.org. And it's by, like, citizen readers or whatever. But it's it's focusing on the lives of literary characters. Now, we've talked about... AI in the past and um, mm-hmm. some of the, the critiques and the criticisms and the fears and concerns about AI when it comes to uh, the literary world and like stealing work and things like that. <clears throat> but this project um, with the lives of the literary characters is basically seeking people to help annotate literary characters to build AI that can better understand human storytelling. That's what it's is it's kind of like the big little thing on their their website says. Um and okay. So it's like apparently right now they're about 38% complete. They have about 800 volunteers. They have 20,000 classifications, little over 10,000 subjects, and then a little over 4,000 completed subjects. And I'm assuming the subjects mean, like, characters. So it's really kind of an interesting thought where, um, let me, I'm just going to click around, and it just says, you know, welcome to the lives of literary characters, inner interaction annotation workflow um is that in is that a, like a, a project within zuniverse or is that what zuniverse is is that like their main project so um oh i think it's one of their projects isn't it it's, it looks like there's quite a few yeah it's just one of their projects that they're doing and i just found out you know, and it and it's interesting because I think I initially thought like when it's like annotate characters, and I'm like, I was immediate. I immediately went to, they want to take all the characters from books and annotate them and put them in the system so AI can run whatever algorithms and formulas they do and like kind of create new characters based of off of old characters, um, but like you click on it and it takes you to what feels like an English test in school um, because it says like the first thing that pops up on my screen right now says Joanna brought about this miracle. She took me in when I no longer even existed and before I reappeared, regardless if that makes sense or not. But she and me are highlighted and then there's a task and it says, are the highlighted characters interacting in the story? So I don't think that it's 
what I initially thought it was. It's more, I think, about how people are writing character interactions. I'm guessing it's a way for AIs to understand more about characters, as you say, characters, how they're written, and what, and as it says here, about understanding human storytelling. So it's it's actually quite scary. It's actually sounds like it's a they're trying to make AI more human. Yes, by uh, with the storytelling, which is just wrong. I'm sorry, that's just no. Because you Why know, right now, AI writing our stories. Yeah, AI is just it's it's computer. It that's all it is. And then this is going to try to give it data that it can kind of process human interactions, which is insane. It just it it takes away um, <clears throat> so much from actual human writers and the time and effort and passion they put into it. I don't. Yeah, that's just. Yeah, no, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to check it out, it's called Zooniverse, Z-O-O-N-I-V-E-R-S-E. Um, so check it out. Like it's 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 an interesting concept in, in how the technology world is moving. It's scary. It is kind of scary. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, because I mean, we've, we've had a lot of AI um, news kind of in the press recently with um, people saying that certain video games are using a AI to create their characters um, and things like that. It's just we, and also um, things like when people are being accused of songs and of videos being overlaid with AI voices rather than human voices. The fact that we've got to this point where you can't really tell the difference between an AI voice and a real human voice. It's pretty terrifying. I mean, we are seriously going into iRobot and Terminator territory here. <laughs> we we need to, like, stop going too far ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> I know. We need to, like, just take a step back. Let's hit the pause button on technology um, for a second. Exactly. I mean, well, ChatGPT is now being connected to the internet, hasn't it? So it's now up to date. It's not two years out of date now. Right. And it's just like, you, you've just opened a can of worms there. You've just connected a clever machine learning AI being to the internet. We've seen a film about that. Didn't end well. No, it didn't. <laughs> yeah. And have you, have you read the Illuminae files? You did, didn't you? Yeah. And, and that's a good example of like a fictional AI that becomes mm -hmm. a little bit more human and is making, Sentient. yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, so like I just you, you see these futuristic AI versions and you're like, are we on our way to actually achieving that? Which is scary. Yeah, no, it is. Um, I think we're, we're getting way too ahead of ourselves. And I just feel like we need to slow it down a bit. AI is going a bit too crazy right now. And you know why? It's because everyone wants to better, like they want to beat everyone else. They want to be kind of the first to do this and that with AI. It's like, we don't want AI to take away our jobs because it'll come to it. AI will take our jobs. Yep. So crazy. All right. Well, let's wrap up this segment. It was a big. It was a big week. We had a a lot of author uh, announcements about some books. Uh, like you said earlier, twenty twenty four is going to make us spend a lot of money on books. So tell us some of the exciting um, author news that we've heard yeah, this week. I've I mean, this week, I swear, most days I was messaging you going, have you heard about this book? Have you heard about this news? 
Um, so yeah, we've had, uh, so one of the most recent ones was a few days ago, we had Jason Rakulik, who we had on the show about oh, a year and a half ago, maybe a year ago. Maybe about a year um, ago, yeah. Yeah, with his, um, with his novel Hidden Pictures, he has announced that he is bringing out his next book, which is going to be called The Last One at the Wedding, and that comes out on the 8th of October. Do you think it's going to have um, pictures? Do you think he's going to have drawings like he did in oh, Hidden Pictures? I hope so. That'd be so good. I really hope so. Okay. Um, and then we have the next uh, book by Lee Bardugo, which isn't in the Grishaverse. It is a historical fiction. So this is going to be very interesting, um, called The Familiar. And that comes out in America on the 9th of April and the UK on the 11th of April. Um, and oh, the, the cover for that is so, so pretty. So and pretty. I, when I went, uh, it's got to be, I don't even remember when I went to her. Uh, her it was book. last year. Early was last it? year. Okay. Really? <laughs> it feels like forever ago. <laughs> yeah. um, she talked about it. She talked about this new project she was working on with some, with like a Spanish um, setting. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it's going to be exciting. I can't wait to read that one. Yeah, because um, you went to Lee Bardugo, and a few weeks later, I went to Holly Black's uh, event last year, which takes us nicely on mm-hmm. to the next one, um, which is, I don't know how this passed us by, but Holly Black has got her next book out, um, which is going to conclude the duology, um, following on from her last book, The Stolen Air, and this one's called The Prisoner's Throne, and it comes out both in the UK and the US on the 5th of March. How have we, how do we miss this? It's like, it's just over a month away it's crazy um but very excited about that um it'd be good to see see all the characters again and see the conclusion of the duology and then finally um a series that we have both really enjoyed um has got another book coming out and that is the grandest game uh which obviously from the inheritance um series and that is by Jennifer Limbarns, and it comes out in America on the 30th of July and in the UK on the 1st of August. It's so exciting. So yeah, it yeah. has been a busy and expensive week. <laughs> <laughs> it will be a very expensive year because, I mean, that's just the ones that we've had a bit of an update on in the last week, and that's not including the ones we already know about. So, yeah. and, and all the ones we don't know about. Exactly, and all the ones we don't know about. Well, who knows what what else? If we're in the first month of January of um, twenty twenty four, still, so it could be anything could be coming up. Exactly. All right. And we're I mean, gonna... we do we do have we do have Caleb Ortega's book coming out. Who's in book? A few months time. Uh, Caleb. Oh, T. T. Ortega. Caleb, our original. Yeah. Our original guest. Our oh. zom- yeah, the zombie book. Yeah, we're gonna have to get him back on here. We do. When his yeah. zombie book comes out, because yeah. uh, of course we are we are having a little special appearance in there. Ooh, I can't wait to eat some brands. I think. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, and I was just talking to him the other day. Um, yeah, so <laughs> when it comes out, we'll have to reach out and get him back on. But um, we'll have to make a special episode because we're um, I'm and we're in the process of booking our last open author guest author slot in right now. So. <laughs> Uh, it's, a bu- it's a busy year for us. Um, well, speaking of that, we're going to take our first quick break. When we come back, we are going to be joined by a special guest, Christina, who we haven't really said anything about her joining. It's kind of like it's been a crazy week, so I haven't really been good about anything. Let's just admit it. I'm just life is not good for me right now, um, but I will be better. But we have an amazing special guest um, that's going to be joining us when we come back from break um, to talk about an exciting new um, 
opportunity and something that um, is, is really cool and we're really excited to be able to have her on so we can talk about uh, talk about it. So give us one second and we'll be right back. And welcome back. So like I said, we are so excited to welcome a special guest um, that just kind of, we just worked it out and she was able to join us last minute. Um, so Christina, hi, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course. So Christina is an indie author um, who will probably have to have back on the show later as a guest author to do an interview with. Um, but today she is joining us because she is organizing a new um, indie awards that are going to be called the Indieverse Awards. So kind of an awards program that is set specifically for um, indie authors. So they'll be celebrating not only indie authors, but the indie universe um, to help get books out into the world. So they'll be honoring book podcasts, cough, cough, hint, hint, wink, <laughs> wink, um, <laughs> blogs, editors, voice actors, cover designers, and illustrators. So every aspect of the Indieverse um, will be included in these new um, awards that are being rolled out. So um, Christina, let's just get started. Can you just tell us a little bit more um, about the Indieverse Awards, kind of where it came from, what the goal is? Yeah, absolutely. So last year I was talking to actually a few different authors about their books, all indie, and we got on the topic about awards and how, one, they're super expensive to generally submit for, and two, a lot of awards don't include indie authors at all. It's like one of their rules. If you're self-published, like you can't, you can't participate. And I was like, that just sucks like so much. Um, and you know, I am somebody who automatically likes to try and change things, um, or try to change things. And I was like, well, I can't do that. Right. Like I can't just kind of change an award. Um, but I can do my own thing. <laughs> so for better or for worse, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I kind of wanted to, I wanted to be a little bit different than, cause there are other indie awards out there that are awesome. Um, but I kind of wanted to do my own spin on it. So I wanted to honor, again, not just indie authors, but all these different pieces because there's there's a whole community that helps getting indie books from being in our brains to out in the world, either, you know, the process before we publish or after publish when we're hanging out on podcasts or being on blogs <laughs> and different things like that. And I feel like it's a whole community. So we should celebrate everybody we should have some fun with it. We can make them affordable and free. And I also really wanted to encourage our readers to read. So there's actually a seven month period by the time we announce nominees to when we vote. Um, so we're gonna be doing like a ton of TBRs and like all these different things to encourage people to actually read the book. So it's not exactly okay. a popularity contest. I love that. Yeah. That sounds pretty exciting. I think that's a really good concept. I mean, as you say, indie authors deserve so much more love than than they often get in the community. So anything that that obviously that we can do to help, we'd be very happy to to help with any promotion. So what is the what is the first step? How far um, are you through this? So I just announced all the categories last week. Yeah, it hasn't even been a full week yet. So we have 
20 best of categories and those are $10 to submit. I wanted to keep it affordable um, and those ones will get, you know, prizes. And I have an idea for prizes in my head. I just have to see what we can afford. So I haven't announced those yet. But then I have 59 free categories. Um, so these are just like super fun. They're not genre based, um, especially because indie books are often so multi-genre. So, you know, it's like, um, I can't, of course, I can't think of any on the top of my head, but it's like favorite first kiss, most memorable couples fight. Um, the book I always recommend, like all like, just like okay. very different fun ones. Um, and then of course we have a group that honors, you know, our editors, our podcasts, our blogs, all of that fun stuff. So that was just all announced and the whole month of February. So super soon, um, submissions go live. So anybody can submit anybody. Um, you'll have a whole month uh, on our website in diverseawards.com and you can nominate as many titles, as many different authors, your favorite reads, all of that. And we'll have a team to, to vet everything and start placing nominations, but voting won't happen until November. So right now we're okay. just, let's get all those submissions yeah. in, in February. That's our, our real big push right now exciting stuff so yeah if you do have any assets uh, obviously please just send them our, our way yeah. we'd be happy to put it on our websites and our, our instagram pages so thank you yeah and and, and continue to, to you know you can send us information through instagram or you have my email yeah, now so you can email us and we will talk about it every month um we'll just kind of put it in there as one of our recurring um topics that we talk about um so uh, it would be cool if you could send us something as like some updates so we have something new to kind of yeah. talk about um every month yeah like, absolutely like especially yeah, so we're if, gonna have some fun like reader updates too i have a whole bunch of ideas for readers so yeah okay. absolutely send them to you guys. so Definitely. cool so when um so the winners so voting won't happen until november mm -hmm. so then when are you planning on announcing the winners December 4th, um, I figured it'll give me time to kind of organize everything. But then, you know, after the holidays and right before the next round of holidays, we'll slide it right <laughs> on in. <laughs> now, is this something that if it goes well this year that you're going to do, like you want to continue and have it be an annual? That's my plan. Um, I think it's really fun to celebrate people in different ways. Um, so right now we've gotten like a really good initial response and you know, I, I honestly wasn't sure how it was going to be, but like, it's starting to like pick up and I'm getting a little nervous. About okay. it in way. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think it'd be fun to change up categories and kind of do other different fun yeah. things from year to year too. So yeah, the goal is for it to keep going as long as this, this year goes well. I think and when it comes to the actual kind of criteria, is it like other book awards where they have to have had their book out during like certain dates? Yeah, so um, we're doing for this year's awards, last year's book. So it has to be published okay. from January 1st, 2023 to January 31st, 2024. Um, okay. And then we'll- 2024 2023? 2024. So- January, January 1, 2023 through January 31st. So that whole, all of 2003 and then this last month. And the next month. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Gotcha. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so we'll also have a team to vet all the submissions, which is great. I have volunteers 
Um, we'll make sure that, you know, we hit those dates. So we'll make sure that you're actually indie. So self-published and yeah. small press are all welcome. Um, and we're also, we're also going to vet to make sure that, you know, nobody's problematic or hateful or like has, yeah. you know, <laughs> we don't, we don't want to include people who are like that. So we'll also be just making sure that, you know, thankfully yeah. the indie community is generally pretty great, but mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we want to avoid any bad apples if possible. So. And is it for, do you have like different, um, different awards for kind of different age groups? So have you got like YA adult children's or is it just adults? Yes. So we have YA um, in like the best of category and we also have best children's book and we do have it broken down by, I think it's like zero to two, three to six, eight okay. to 12, like that kind of group. And then we have, some of the free categories are geared a little bit more towards that too, because like best first kiss or like hottest consent scene doesn't exactly fit for our kids. <laughs> I, I would be worried. But yeah, yeah, exactly. So we have a nice little, a little range of those fun ones too. Yeah. Um, what else? What else do our listeners need to know um, to kind of prepare and to be thinking about? So if you if you've read an indie book in this last year that came out, you are welcome to submit for them, especially for the free ones. So readers are encouraged to check out the awards, put in their favorites, like absolutely. Um, and then it's just waiting for when nominees are announced because when that's announced, I'm gonna have a full TBR list. Um, I'll also have book brackets for like the best of categories. I'm gonna have. Um, reading logs kind of based on category two. That way you guys can like kind of keep track. Seven months is a really long time to try and remember. Um, We'll also have it broken down by category. So you can, you know, if you, some people, I can't, I can't read a lot. Like I can read like a book a month. Like that's all I have the capacity for. So it's like, I'm probably going to try and pick a, a category or two and just really, you know, read all those books and then keep your notes. Um, we're probably going to, well, I'm definitely going to do like a book bingo and some other fun things to keep readers engaged, possibly with some prizes as well. And we're also collaborating with authors um, to do some sales. So, you know, it gets expensive to read books. Um, so the goal is to try to get as many nominees to put their books on sale. Because we also want authors to still make money off of books like that's you know we still want them to earn but we also want readers to be able to afford to read as many books as they possibly can or get them to you know read at some point in time so also try and do a few different big group sales um that way we can kind of make everybody happy and everyone kind of benefits so all of that stuff is going to come throughout between April through probably like October so a lot's gonna happen. <laughs> so nominees are gonna be announced in March or April? March eighteenth. Okay. Um, nominees will be announced, and I'm hoping to have all of that stuff also ready to roll for that date. That's like my goal, or that week at least. Um, and then everyone can really get rolling. So, are you gonna do like a long list, short list thing, or is it just going to be uh, like nominees <sighs> then to short list? You know, I haven't gone that far. <laughs> And I guess open to is it open to authors worldwide? Worldwide authors, there's also no age limit either. So as long as long as you're indie published, you're welcome to join us for sure. 
Now you said you're an indie author. What is what? Did, what have you published? What works have you published? I am writing a series. It's called the Nelsonville series. It's the town it takes place in. So it's basically five main characters, five sets of trilogies over the course of five years. Um, and they bounce around between the main characters. So it's, you know, we have romance, we have these friendships, we have family drama, we have real life drama, we have all sorts of roller coasters. Um, so the first three books are out and actually the fourth book goes on pre-order next week for, for me. So. Oh, that's so <laughs> exciting. Yes. Yes. All right. So Did you say five, five trilogies. So you're going to be doing 15 books, 15 books. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. So we have a long <laughs> way. So they're all done. But... <laughs> well, that's good because that gives Liz and I some time to get caught up so we can have you back on the show to talk about the books. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. There's no rush, lots of time. (laughs) And when's when's your next book out, did you say? Um, The pre-order for The Shoreline goes live on February February 4th, 2424, Um, but it won't be published until um, probably about May. Let's see when my proofs come in. Yeah. Oh, how exciting. All right, well, Christina, we got your first name. What, I'm, I'm assuming, do you publish under your name? I publish under my name, um, Christina Carmella. Um, so that's where everyone can can find me and follow me for always so much fun. And, yeah, <laughs> I'm, al- I'm always chaotic. So, <laughs> well, that's why you're a perfect fit for us because we're just yes. nonsense all day long. And um, do the awards have any like website or Instagram anywhere that they can kind of? Yes. So our website is indieverseawards.com. And um, I'm just double checking Instagram. Looks like I want to make sure. Yes, Instagram, Threads, and TikTok is all at Indieverse Awards. So you can follow us everywhere. Brilliant. Well, yeah, make sure that you are following Indieverse Awards and Christina. That's right. And for all the latest news. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we will be doing episode updates um, to kind of keep everybody have to keep this in everybody's mind and keep everybody updated on what's happening. Um, we would love to also be able to help promote some of the nominations with the nominations come out. Um, we, yeah. you know, we'll, we're more than happy to do features on, on some of the different indie authors. And, um, we do a lot with indie authors. I think it would be cool to, to do some things with some, yeah. like some of the editors yeah, and some of the nice. other pieces that we don't, we really haven't tapped into yet either yeah um so yeah we will be more than happy to support such a cool cool program definitely Um, yeah and hint hint wink wink speaking literally (laughs) is a fantastic (laughs) podcast that is super fun (laughs) i love it there's several different um podcast award options too so is there a hot mess category because we got that in the bag we we probably don't have like the sophisticated like they got their stuff don't together forget, award but don't forget the biggest tangents as well oh, yes <laughs> yes we would win that one too yeah, we just had a it. 10 minute tangent at the beginning of the show <laughs> yeah well you know that's us. i personally love that i love when that happens so see yeah i do too See, Liz, like, otherwise... we got this. I don't... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have. Yep. 
Yep. All right. Well, Christina, thank you so much for joining us at thank such a uh, last minute. I know I messaged you last night at like, I know I'm, I'm on, I'm on a, I don't even know. I'm in Arizona, so I'm on Arizona time. Um, but at, I know that I'm two hours behind you. So it was like 11 o'clock. I messaged you last night going, ah, if you can still join, we'd love to have you. So I'm glad we were able to make it all work. And uh, yes, no, thank you so much for having me. And I will keep you guys totally in the loop. So I appreciate it so much. Awesome. Well, Christina, again, thank you for joining us. We're going to take our last break of the episode and then we'll be back and we're going to talk about those never ending long overdue TBR books. So we'll be right back. And welcome back to our um, amazing episode. Um, we're finally going to start to, I know, I don't know where I was going with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, again, I was just so telling Liz funny. in the break that, you know, we're getting towards the end of the show and my voice is going, my coughing's picking up. I'm, <sighs> okay, deep breath, ready to go. Hey, Liz, you do you want to hear about the, 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 the New York Times bestseller list? Yeah, let's do this. It hasn't changed. He's number one. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it hasn't really changed at all. Is it still the same number one? Still same number one. Fourth Wing is number one. Iron Flame is number two. Yep. So Are you sure they're updating it still? Have they just given up? Like, <laughs> they just gave up. Has there been any movement at all? So <laughs> the only reason I know that they are updating it is because number three was The Fury, which just came out this, this oh, okay. week. So... Okay. They may not be paying attention to one and two, but at least they're updating number three. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, so you think, which means that Fourth Wing and Iron Flame are still on a lot of people's TBR lists if they're, you know, since we're talking about TBR now. Um, they are ticked to pass, eh? Those that's are right. big ticks of us. That's okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's interesting. Like, you know, and we've had those two in the, in the top slots for like, over a month now um yeah since christmas at least yeah and then you look at the 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 young adult number one and number two and it's very much the same thing um it it's divine rivals and it's sequel the the vows the ruthless vows okay because Ruthless Vows came out right right at the end of the year. And right before yeah. it was released, like like normal, Divine Rivals took the number one spot in, you know, leading into the release of the sequel. Which we see a lot with books. Um, because yeah. everyone's excited because the sequel's coming out. So then the sequel came out, Ruthless Vows, and it became number one. And it dropped Divine Rivals down to two and three. And it kind of rotated. But now it's back. And the same thing happened with Iron Flames. Iron Flame became number one, fourth wing dropped. But now it's got to a point where the, the initial push of the release for the sequel has died down. So now the number one book is back ahead of the number of the sequel. So fourth wing is number okay. one, Iron Flame is number two, and in Young Adult we're seeing Divine Rivals is back at number one and Ruthless Vows is at number two. So That's in both categories we have same person. the the like a, a, a do like the two books like the first and the second in a series so because we see 
we've seen more movement in YA than we've seen in adult since Christmas because Christmas, if I remember rightly, I think the number one for YA was Murder um, by Christopher Paolini, the new yes. Aragon book. Yep. So that was number one for quite some time. For a while, yeah. Mm. And, until the news so, of Ruthless Vows release. Uh, yeah. And that it, it took Ruthless Vows coming out to knock that one down. It's still yeah. in the top five, but... Um, it knocked it down. Yeah. It's so. boring. Um, we want some movement. I mean, to be fair, uh, as we're about to, to tell you, we have got some big releases coming out this month. So hopefully our next show will have some movement in the in the bestseller list. Yeah. Now, out of those four books, I know we've both read Fourth Wing. We've both read Iron Flame. Have you read Divine Rivals yet? No, you read the first one, haven't you? I read Divine Rivals in in December, like the end of November, beginning yeah, of December. Um, so, so I've read three of the four, and I will say that Ruthless Vows is on my TBR. Um, okay. So you know, add it to that never-ending list. So <laughs> the never-ending TBR, which uh, we, we should be talking about very, very soon. Yep. Um, All right. Tell but, us about these but, releases. Yeah, so uh, we've got two pretty big authors coming out in the next, well, in the next three weeks, to be honest. We've got The House of Flame and Shadow, which is the next book um, by Sarah J. Mass in the Crescent City trilogy, well, trilogy so far, but the Crescent City series. Um, that comes out on the 30th of January. So, in fact, that comes out, uh, well, if you're listening to this on the day of release, it comes out tomorrow uh, for both the UK and the US. And then this one I'm particularly intrigued by. It's the new book by Ali Hazelwood called Bride. Now, the reason I'm quite interested is because it's her first um, kind of endeavor into supernatural. I say it um, looks so, so different. Like the cover yeah, looks so different. Like it's just, it's so different. Obviously before she's been very into her romance, a lot of STEM romances. But yeah, we are getting a supernatural uh, romance. So this is going to be really interesting um, to see kind of how she adapts to to the new genre. Um, and this comes out both in the UK and the US on the 6th of February. So yeah, awesome. two big authors coming out in the next three weeks. Yeah. Have you... Talking about Sarah J. Mass, I know, like you know, we've we've talked about a Court of Thorns and Roses on the show multiple times. Um, we don't need to talk about it again. <laughs> but you you have read other things by her, not yet. But oh. um, I I got Throne of Glass series for Christmas. My okay. my lovely husband bought bought me the whole series, um, right. and I'm starting that hopefully in February um, as a buddy read. Um, we're going to go through the series, and <laughs> I also own the first two in the Crescent City series. But I've been told that you should really read Throne of Glass first before Crescent City. So those okay. are like um, as part of my never-ending TBR. Once I've finished Throne of Glass, which is eight books long, oh, it take me a little. It's going to take me a little while <laughs> now because this the House of Flame and Shadow that's coming out this week is that's part of the Crescent City series. That's Crescent City. So, That's yeah, number I three. Be that to that to about three okay. years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be I'll be reading that for me about three years time once I've read the other eleven books and hope what ten books. Ten, I'll ten, add it to my ten, list ten. to read when I retire. <laughs> <laughs> and by then we would have had at least another two or three Akatar books. So <laughs> yeah, but that might not impact me. Uh, <laughs> you need to finish. You need to finish series. Just finish it. 
but there's other books I want to read. There's always, my, other, books. Well, there's see, always other books. There's always other books, and that's why you, the this that's why this is like the never ending TBR. Like you just like you just keep adding to it, and it never ever 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 ends. And people are listening to this episode, and they're like, "It's the same thing." This episode never ever. Ends. <laughs> It is a never, ever, ever ending episode. But you do need to read episode purely because you have it in your bookcase behind you. Stop looking at my bookcase. My bookcase. <laughs> <laughs> you can. You can. There it is. You can see it. Yeah, there it is. See, see you, 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 you have to read it because it's there. <laughs> you, 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 you give it away. You, but have, you, you have to read it. You've but got do it. you see what it's right next to? Well, not necessarily right next to, but just like five books Isn't down from. I need to finish this one. I need to read Caraval book series. three of the Caraval series because, you know, I read one, like, years ago. And then I read yeah. two, like, two years ago. So it's time now. Like, I read one every two years. So it's about time that I finish that series. Right? You know, it's really sad. I, I can't read any of those titles, but, like, some of them I just recognize. Like, I'm pretty sure the orange and the blue title. Um, thing is one of the Frederick Frederick Backman books. Yeah, anxious people. Isn't it anxious people? Look yeah. at the, look. Nobody can see my bookshelf because this is a podcast, <laughs> just audio. But we're on Skype, so Liz can see the bookshelf behind me. So she's playing a game called Identify the Book on the Bookshelf by the Spine. When she can't read <laughs> the can't letters, read them because they're yeah, they're too well, blurry. I mean, I can you, see the caravan. Is that is that Ready Player Two? Ready Player Two. Good job. Look at you. <laughs> I know these books too well. I mean, I can see Fourth Wing and Iron Flame because they're the bright gold ones. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Okay. Enough of a game that our, our our listeners can't participate with. Okay. So, hey, um, I know that we were joking about this being like, you know, the never-ending TBR list, the never-ending episode. But on we're known for our tangents. So um, a quick tangent about never-ending and I mentioned it during the break, and I'm like, we're not going to talk about it because I'm going to bring it up. Have you ever seen the movie The NeverEnding Story? I know of it. I haven't watched it before. I know, that, <sighs> I know, like, there's a cheesy kind of theme tune to it, like, The NeverEnding Story. Yes. Because it's, I mean, like, everywhere when I was a child. But yeah, no, Yes. I can't believe you have never... Oh, you got to see it. It's, it, it. it's based, like... You know, on the on like it's not based on a kids book, but in the movie there's like a kids book, and you know, and he he, the the main character in real life like hides in the attic and is like reading this book, and then you see the action of the book, and that's like the 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 focal point. Um, Ooh. I loved it. I uh, one of my favorite movies as a kid. So, um, really good. You should watch it, and it is book oriented, mm-hmm. so it's not a super off tangent tangent so or off topic tangent. i'll add that to the never ending film film <laughs> never ending <laughs> film list too yeah all right so okay our tbr how how in the world do you organize it think about it structure it how does it exist for you okay well, one thing I have learned and that I have accepted and I've now finally kind of appreciated is that I will never, ever get through my TBR. Never. I will. Ne- it will never end. And I can say, oh, I'll read all my physical books. I won't. Because whenever I, do, whenever I try to, there's always new books and you ha- I have to buy them. 
So mm-hmm. I've accepted. I have something crazy, probably a couple of hundred of books, physical, that I haven't read on my bookshelves. And Holly's seen, like, on a brief brief tour of my house, mm-hmm. she's seen my bookcases, and that's not even on my books. <laughs> so, nope. yeah, I've, that's one thing. I've Firstly, I, you have to accept you will never, ever get through your, your TBR. Then you can kind of say, okay, uh, what am I going to read? See, what I've done What I've done is I have a very small bookcase on one of the sides, which are books that I'm more interested in reading sooner rather than later. So that's kind of become almost like my TBR bookcase. Oh. Um, so that's that's kind of where I go to first um, when I want to read, when, I've, when I'm not quite sure what, what I want to read. So sorry um so what about you like the other books like that are just like do they just like for me I don't have like I am not organized enough to structure my bookcase like that that's a really good idea and maybe I should think about doing that um but I don't have like like some people have a TBR cart like a little cart that they have and they put books on they look so cute they do look adorable um, like some people do what you do and like they just put like they have a space designated mm. on their bookshelf for their TBR list. Some people, um, you know, have like a list that they just write and, and keep a list. Mine just float in my head. Probably not the best idea because then what happens is I forget the books that are on my TBR and then I'll be like scrolling through Instagram and somebody will post a book and I'm like oh I still need to read that book because I forgot about it for the last two years um and then it's back in my head and I still don't read it and then I forget about it for like another six months until someone else mentions it so besides your bookshelf do you do you do anything else no I'm pretty much like you (laughs) I mean, I, I've re- I've heard of like I know some people who actually have a like a separate list on Goodreads of to to read basically books that they own, mm-hmm. but that would just that would take me hours to do. Like I would literally, I mean, you saw my pictures of the books I haven't read on those very few shelves. Yes. Um, I will occasionally, when I'm just sat in the lounge, because my books bookcase are in the lounge, I'll occasionally just go shelf to shelf in my head and just go, read, read, haven't read, read, haven't read, haven't read, haven't read, haven't read, <laughs> just to see how, how, how good my shelves are looking. Because um, I used to be a member of Fairy Loot, and so I've got a whole shelf and a half of Fairy Loot books, which I'm trying to, to kind of get through now. Um, so I've been reading a few of those and I mean Defy the Night for example was a fairy late book so that was really good um, but yeah I don't really like I just feel like if I tracked how many books I owned that I haven't read I feel like that would be adding a bit of extra pressure and that would just be making me aware of just how bad my TBR is <laughs> and I, I prefer ignorance is very much bliss <laughs> you know and it's funny that you mentioned the Goodreads uh, we talked about it earlier, but Goodreads does have that option to like, you know, like want to read. Yeah. Um, and I do, I probably, I have a ton of books because like when I first log into Goodreads, you know, it pops up with that main feed and you'll see what people read it. So I'm like, (laughs) so I just randomly, like, I don't spend a lot of time, but if I see something, I'll click on it. But here's, here's my issue. Oh, and I also have it, um, 
like in and like so I do a lot of audiobooks we've talked about that so in in audible you also have like a wish list so you can put um, yeah. you know your audiobooks on your wish list as well so I have a wish list in audible and I have a to be read list in goodreads guess how often I actually look at the lists yeah I don't think I've ever looked at my goodreads I mean to be fair, the only wish list I look at is my Amazon one, and that's when I feel like buy myself a book or when I want to update it just before my birthday or just before Christmas. So to be fair, you have an Amazon wish list as well for, for books. Yeah. I wonder how many books – yeah, I, I'm really bad about updating my Amazon wish list. Um <laughs> Yeah. Some of mine are from like four or five years ago. I know. <laughs> I need I to really do. update it. I, I, I really need to update that. But yeah, so it's like I have these lists, which is really funny because I never think to look at them. Like, and you know, like, like you, I'm a mood reader. So like when I'm like trying to figure mm. out what I want to read, sometimes I struggle because I'm like, oh, I'm not in the yeah. mood for that kind of book. I'm not in the mood for that kind of book. But then I don't look at any lists to actually get <laughs> any ideas of what I should read. It's just like, oh, this book okay I'm just gonna do this one um and yeah so it, it it's it's weird I am trying to yeah so this year um as I said in the previous episode I'm trying to at least try and make like a little dent in my physical TBR by reading more physical books this year um which to be fair so far uh so this month it's been a pretty good month this month uh I'm on my fifth my fifth physical book uh so yeah and some of them okay one of them i got for christmas it's <laughs> <laughs> been added um which i'm really at the moment but other ones like uh one i bought last last january and the last january sales one i had i've had about a year and a half and the other one the other one you bought me the other one you bought me for christmas last year little thieves oh yeah yeah, uh, I finally read that. <laughs> what what book What book was on your list for a year and a half that you just read? Uh, the Martian. Oh, yeah, I haven't read. I've seen the movie. It's a good movie. I want to watch. Yeah, I want to watch it now. The Martian. It was good, but not as good as Project Hail Mary. Yeah, and I also noticed that you read another one by him called Artemis, which sounds really good. That one's right so there. I have to... <laughs> That's on my shelf too. You know, it's funny because you were talking about your bookshelves. Um. And it's like how you, you'll just sit there and you'll be like, look at yourselves and you'll be like, red, not red, not red. So while you were talking, I counted the books that are on this top shelf of this one bookshelf that's right behind us that you were, you know, identifying by the mm. spines. I have I have 15 books just on this this one bookshelf on this top row. So 15 books. So then I went back and I counted to see how many I read. I'm actually so proud of myself. Out of the 15 books, I've read six of them. No, no, I haven't read six of them. I've read all but six of them. Okay. So okay, I've yeah, actually, so I've read, I read, I read nine of them. So yeah, but numbers, then if you did the next one down, how many, how many are, are, um, are read on the second one down? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. So there's nineteen books on the next shelf. Okay. And how many, how many have you read? How <laughs> many have I read? Well, and it's funny because on that shelf is the book that has been on my TBR the longest. So we'll Ooh, talk about okay. that later. So how many books have I read? One, two, three. Three? <laughs> um, I've read, um, and it, it would have been one more book on my shelf, but um, 
I lent, so my Hunger Games, my three Hunger Games books are on the shelf, but the first Hunger Games book I lent to my son, or I gave it to my son so he can lend it to a friend. So out of the three books I've read on the shelf are Catching Fire, yeah, Catching Fire and, and Mockingjay, and then The Hawthorne Legacy. Those are the three on the shelf I've read. Wait, but have you, not got, have you not got your Hawthorne Legacy books together? Your inheritance um, books most together. Most of them I have on audio. Oh, yeah, okay. so I don't necessarily have the physical copies of them. Um, but this is where I have like uh, the love hypothesis is sitting there, which you always yell at me to read. You have um, to read. I know. I have um, I have a, a trilogy of books that I got from um, one of the like book fairs I went to last year. But what is what is what book do you think has been on your TBR the longest? Do you know, I was trying to think of this last night, and it's really tough because I mean, obviously, like you, I've been I've been reading since I was a kid, and I've got books that have been on my on my bookshelf for quite a long time. Um, I don't know which one it is that's been on there longest though. I think some of my Stephen King books have been on there for about maybe seven years six seven years um but i'm trying to think yeah i mean i know i've probably got some from like 10 years ago but like what give an example of one one. oh um okay so oh 10 years ago okay i've got a special edition of uh to be fair i read half of it kind of thing uh it's a it's a collect it's like a collector's edition of the Odyssey and the Iliad. Uh, I read the, the Iliad, but I haven't read the Odyssey yet. You've never <laughs> read the brother... Odyssey in its entirety. No, it's long. You didn't I have read well, the Iliad like... like I read the Iliad about four, three years ago. And you I didn't have to, to read, read the, Odyssey. the Odyssey like in school. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> and my brother bought me that book about yeah, probably about ten, twelve years ago. Um, same with he also got me in a similar year he got me the complete works of Lovecraft H.P. Lovecraft uh, he's a very famous horror writer he literally like uh, started the horror genre oh well, that's cool um, he created Cthulhu oh uh, but yeah I read like a few stories of that <laughs> and that was also probably about yeah probably about 10-12 years ago so I've got ones that have been on there for quite some time but uh, but how are you? What is your what is your longest? See, my TBR list, I would never remember a book that's been on my TBR list for like 10 years. Like, if it was on my TBR list 10 years ago, it has fallen off and I may never remember the book ever existed. So, <laughs> um, so before I share mine... Um, we have we started a, an Instagram channel for the podcast, and I asked a couple questions leading into the show about. And the one question is, what was what book has been on your TBR list the longest? And we had a response from Katie, and you'll appreciate this. She says that the book that's been on her <laughs> on her TBR the longest is A Court of Mist and Fury. So is now again. Oh, was that book two or three? Court of Mist and Fury. I think it's two, isn't it? Because isn't Aquar the third one? 
I think I'm sure that according to Mr. Fury. Okay, I'm going to have to check now. Because I am checking. Which means if that's the book that's been on her TBR list the longest, she... Yeah, one. It came okay. out 2016, so did she get okay. it pretty much... Oh, if she got it out, pretty got it pretty much as soon as it came out. The longest <laughs> that so, she could have had it for is eight years. Yeah, so she must have read the first one and was like, eh, I'll get around to it eventually. <laughs> so I appreciate that, Katie. Um, and then... Um, we also got um, a response from Jessica. She's she's actually one of my friends that I've known for, Aww. Lord, like 20 years. Um, uh, but she she said, um, Big Little Lies is the book that has been on her TBR list the longest. I've heard of it, but I can't, I can't like picture what that is. It's by uh, Liam Moriarty. It came out. I'm just trying to find out. It came out in 2014, so the longest it could have been on there is 10 years. Okay. I mean, people, come on. Like, that's... <laughs> All right. Okay, so, so how, how many years is yours? So my book was released in... Wow, mine's not... Okay, so I have to have had one that's been on my list longer than this one. But this is the one that I think... <laughs> yeah, like, what is wrong with me? Like, literally. When did the love hypothesis come out? Maybe that one's been on my list longer. I don't think it's been out for as long as you probably think. Um, that was been out since... Yeah, like three years. Okay, whatever. So it's not random. <laughs> okay, so, uh, all right. So I probably have ones that have been on my list longer than this one. But this is the one, whenever mm -hmm. I think about my TBR and books I haven't read, this is the one that always comes to my mind for being on there. And it's Mexican Gothic. And, and I think that's why, because I hear so many really great things about it, and I have it, and for whatever reason, it's just, I always pass it up. It's always, it's I'm always, like, just moving on to something else. Um, but, yeah, so Mexican Gothic is the one that I always feel has been on my list the longest. Um, maybe it's just the, mm. the one that I'm most familiar with. So. You could read it next. <laughs> I don't know. It's really good. It's a really good, um, good book. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> and I know it is, and and I'm like really intrigued by it. So, um, so I, okay. I, yeah. As we're coming up to February, and February is the month of love and all that jazz. Uh, Love Hypothesis needs to be on your February TBR. Okay. Okay. I don't make a monthly TBR, though. Yeah, I know, but just make it your first book in February. <laughs> All right. So once I finish, <coughs> I'm reading Daisy Jones and the Six, which has been on my TBR for a while, too. Because everyone's like, it's so good. It's so good. Um, <laughs> we talked about this a little bit. It is. It, it's it's fine. Um, but. It's good. But right now I'm not that far in. So right now they're just a rock band that's touring and getting high and sleeping with everybody all the time. Um, so that's where I'm at in the story. Um, and I don't, I haven't read enough of the book to know if that goes on the entire story and whatever, but I'm, I'm not that far into it. Um, but once I'm finished with Daisy Jones and the six, I will read the love hypothesis. But Daisy Jones is an audiobook and Love Hypothesis is physical. I am going to do Love Hypothesis as an audio. This <laughs> Really? 
Yeah, I don't read. Okay, so here, here's a fascinating thing about me. I'm a very slow reader. I am. I'm, I'm a very slow physical reader. Um, mm. So it's, and I, I don't know why, because I'm a good reader um, and I love to read, but I don't like, I don't know what it is. Like I'll read like two pages and I get tired of looking at words and then I have to put the book down. Okay. Um, so I tend to be a, a very slow physical book reader, which is why like I will have a physical book that I'm reading, but it will take me the course of like an entire month to get through one physical book. Like right now I'm reading the 57 bus, um, which I, I, I didn't you get it on a festival. No, or you got it? no, this one, this one was actually recommended by, by Stephanie. And, um, oh, so I'm reading it, but it's, I, because I'm so busy, I tend to like do, I like I'm out of the house, so I don't really have time to like sit and read mm -hmm. a physical book. That's part of it too. Um, but I'm loving that one because it has such short chapters. So that makes me feel like I'm reading. I can read it quicker. It's like, <laughs> nice. you know, psychological. Yeah. Um, but like this one, chapters. yeah, but, but the love hypothesis is 373 pages. Um, it would, it would take it. It would take me like two months to, 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 to do a physical read of this book. So I'm going to do it as the audio as soon as I'm done with Daisy Jones and the Six. Which means I'll still be done, but I will be done with this by the time we record our February episode. So take it. Because audio We can talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about it. So, which would be perfect time. Because um, I think we're recording the, uh, I think our episode drops like right after Valentine's Day. So. Oh, perfect. you haven't given me a date, so I don't know. <laughs> What? Um, yeah, because I think it's like, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, we'll talk about it later. It's fine. We'll <laughs> it fit into the window that you said you could do. Okay. <coughs> Fair enough. Um, okay. But yeah, so I mean, yeah, because I let, I mean, once you accept it, then it's, there's less pressure because otherwise, if you constantly say, I'm going to get on top of my TBR, I'm going to get on top of it. Any logical person knows, anyone who loves reading will know, you're never going to get on top of your TBR. It is a never-ending TBR. Yeah, it is. It is. And it was funny as I'm looking back at our our channel that, you, you know, if you're on Instagram, you're more than welcome to join the channel. Um, <clears throat> but it's funny because Jessica, who I just mentioned, um, she who did the, the big little lies or whatever. Um, the other question is, how do you organize your TBR list? And this, this sounds this, this sounds like what we were just talking about. She says, I just let them sit on my Goodreads until someone reminds me. <laughs> Brilliant. That's fantastic. Um, but yeah, but a lot of a lot of the people that responded said very similar things to us as far as how we organize it. Like um, Katie said that she's a mood reader, so that affects it. And she says that the season affects what books, what well, what genre she reads. Which oh, means yeah. like, yeah, like we Big do that time. too. Like in October, yeah. we try to read more like spooky, scary books. So um, February is all about the love. Apparently, mm -hmm. it is. <laughs> <laughs> the summer is about beach reads. Makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And uh, December is all about Christmas reads. So that's true. And then our um, Jen Bouchard, who we've had on the show before, she says that she she tries to alternate between well-known authors and a newer one with her reads so hmm. she she That's has a, a system idea. to alternate yeah so that is a good idea um 
at least that kind of gives you a bit of kind of structure as such like you kind you don't know who you're going to read next but at least you're like oh, okay so i've just read a mainstream author so next i'm going to be reading an indie author you know and it's funny because like i've like so every month i do a blog post that goes on my website um about my top 10 book book releases for that month <clears throat> and um so every month i'm adding at least 10 books to my tbr because they're mm -hmm. all books that i'm like this is great so which is fantastic because that means every year I'm adding 120 books to my TBR list. Um, so whatever. Um, but what is interesting is one of the things I was thinking about this year is I would really like to go from um, like when it comes to my, my audio books because I do two audio like I get two audible credits a month. So I'm like, well, maybe what I'll do is I'll do one audio book of a new release of one of the things that made my list on my anticipated reads for the month. And then my okay. other one could be basically something, something. something like older, like love hypothesis and Mexican Gothic and some of those books. That's that, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that and, idea. Yeah. And then I have a bunch of random just eBooks that are, that are there. Or if I get like an arc, like, that can just be like my eBook yeah. that I do. And then I can just grab like random physical books that just they take me a while but i'll eventually get through it so um, no, i think that's a really good idea yeah i just then then at least you are going to be reading some of your um <laughs> of your anticipated releases yeah and that's so, kind of like what jen does it's like where, where she does a, a well-known author and then a not well-known author yeah i can do more of like something that um is new Current, versus something um, that's yeah. been you know set off exactly um but a lot yeah, of times like really, that's good yeah, like, like a lot of times with our like the, our indie authors or our arcs that we get, usually those come through ebooks. Um, yeah. So um, I'll always have the ability, and I tend to read ebooks quicker than physical books because I can read an ebook when I'm sitting too. in the car. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also because you have that percentage at the bottom of the book, and so it's like a I'll just read until I get to like forty percent, and then you're like halfway. <laughs> You get there, but you're halfway through a chapter and it says you've only got like four minutes left of the chapter. You're like, I can do that in like three minutes. Exactly. And you, you almost like almost race yourself more. But I do the same thing with a physical book. Like I'll read and then I'll put whatever I'm using as a bookmark in and then I'll, I'll close the book and then I'll look at the top to see, yeah. to see how much I've you're read. Like halfway. Uh -huh. said, yeah. I, I like watching the progression of my bookmark move and it makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> it's ridiculous no, it's good it is really good have you ever so talking of kind of digital have you ever bought a physical book and then afterwards realized you already own it as an ebook i i, I yeah. have never never done that that's impressive yeah. okay no, i i will admit i've done that like once or twice <laughs> see, or, or like if i I've, if i've thought like oh i really want to read that book i look at my kindle and say oh i already have that book okay cool <laughs> like i I don't like I have my like I have a, the Kindle app but I don't go out and buy Kindle books like the only books that are on my Kindle are on the free the free Kindle days where you can download like a million books for free oh yeah um so like and it's like right at the beginning of the year so like I yeah. I think over those two days I downloaded like 37 ebooks like why am I downloading 37 ebooks like the likelihood of me getting through any of them I'm reading one, one of yeah. like one that hey. I, yeah. So, okay. um, so the one, one of them I'm reading that I downloaded during that free, free time. And it's called the, it's called 
the the secrets of beginnings oh no <laughs> i that's not what it's called at all <laughs> just so you know <laughs> guys the the <laughs> my brain hasn't recovered from the flu like literally when i was sick i tried to read and i couldn't focus to even read so it is called <laughs> it's called of secrets and beginnings is what oh, it's that called. wasn't that far off. I thought you were going to say it was called something completely different. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's book one of a series, and it's by Ashlyn Rudd. And um, and it's pretty good. I'm not super far into it. I'm I'm only about 12% through. Um, but it's... To be fair, like, when you put on Instagram about the free things and you put some of the books you got from it, I pretty much got most of those. <laughs> <laughs> I got like I've got Kingdom of Flames and Flowers, Queen of Roses, Opposites Attract, Crown of Earth and Sky, Earth and Sky between Ink and Shadows. So I was like, yeah, I just give them this free. Yeah. No. Do you do you not have Do you have Amazon Prime? Yes. Okay. Well, every month you, you can, get the, fr- you get the first free. reads. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you get, do you... why? Why am I going to do that and get these books? <laughs> I'm. I'm. Yeah. So, because sometimes they're actually pretty good ones. Like, and also my problem is, is I get notifications when um, Kindle have a sale one. And the thing is, some of the, they've got some newish books for like 99p. So it sometimes can, can't be helped. Like, for example, uh, the other day I got um, Ali Hazelwood, her last book, Check and Mate, for 99p. Oh. Well, when, if good. you'd bought it physical, it'd be like four quid. Exactly. So it's just it's too it's too easy just to click buy for 99p. Hang on. 40. Okay. I have 40 ebooks in my Kindle library that I have not read. Okay, I've got so many more. I would <laughs> like I'd take the rest of the show to count that. Um I'm trying to find there must I think there is a way that I can actually find out what ones I haven't read, but it's not letting me. Yeah. So um but yeah, no, I mean yeah, no, I've got a lot more. <laughs> and, yeah, and that's the thing like um because again, like my least favorite way to read a book is an ebook, but I get through ebooks quicker than I do physical books. So I and 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 again, that's how most of our arcs come, um, or like when um, authors Net will, Galley. yeah, and when NetGalley, when our authors send us, you know, books before they come on our show, they usually all come through um, like Book Funnel or or Kindle. So yeah, um, no, yeah. exactly. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to find. I don't think there's a way. Oh, here we go. Uh, according to my thing, I've got, so in my library total, I've got 309 books in Kindle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, wait for it, wait for it. Uh, read. <laughs> I've read 168 of them. So I have got 233 on there that is unread. So you've read about a third. <clears throat> a little over a third. As say, yeah, as I say, like, literally um it's never ending it is yeah, never ever ending. it's never ending. and also i keep on taking up the trials for kindle unlimited um i i, know, I don't pay for it i just get the free trials and 
some reason they let you do it quite a lot because it's good especially for the romance books they've got um, a lot of romance books on there and they've got quite a few um fantasy to be honest so if you do a free trial and you download the book when your trial expires do you lose the book yeah it just automatically gets sent back which is fine i mean as long as you finish it in time yeah and but like most of the trials are like two or three months so Oh, I could do that. But see, it's the same reason, like, you know, I would love to do the library more, but the library, you, when you check out a book, you only get the book for, for two weeks, and then you have to return it. I can't read a physical book in two weeks, people. Like, you know, they should Why have different... Libby up? Get the digital books. But even with the Libby, you have a certain amount of time before you're, you have to so return it. you can renew, don't you? Well, yeah, you can renew with a library, too, but I know I'm lazy. And, and if it's a popular book that has holds, you can't renew it if there's holds on it. Exactly. That's why you might as well just buy it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's how we end up getting lots and lots of bookcases yeah. and overflowing bookcases. Mm-hmm. My, yeah, I, I mine's ter- terrible. I've currently got four bookcases and a tower of books next to said bookcases. Um, and then another box on the floor with some books in it. It's, yeah, it's going crazy, which is why I'm trying to read a few more before I buy too many more. But to be fair, like physical books this month, I don't think I've bought any have I? I don't think I've bought any physical books this month. I haven't either. I've re- I've bought like one ebook, as I say, for ninety nine P, but physical I don't think I have. So it's good. Which means I'm five books down. Well and, and here's the thing I did <laughs> also about buying books this is this, I, I'm sure there's plenty of people who do this, <sighs> but I'm going to put it in the universe. There are books that I have bought that I love the cover. I love what the book is about, but in reality, am I ever going to read this book? <laughs> Probably not, but when I look at my bookshelf, and I can tell you the perfect example of one of those books is this one called Happy and You Know It by Laura Hankin. I love the title. I love the cover. And I got it at a used bookstore, so I only paid, like, you know, it's a hardback book. $26, $26 is what it's, what it's priced at. I bought it for 8 I think it's, nice. it's, it sounds like a good book. Like, I love, like, the little blurb. I love how it looks. Like the spine is super fun because it has like rainbows and music notes and, you know, all sorts of like fun food. Am I ever going to read this? Probably not. But I'm so excited to have it on my bookshelf. And maybe one day I will read it. Maybe this is the year when we should read like one or two of the books that we're like, oh, we ever going to read it? Like, I know for me, I've got one that I picked up purely because it's got like quills on the front cover and it's really pretty. It's cool. I think it's called The Boneless Mercies. Mm. Um, I mean, it sounds okay. It's, I think it's about witches or something, but I mainly picked it up because it was a really nice cover. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I haven't read it either. So, no, I know exactly where you're coming from. I'm yeah. exactly the same. I will. I will often judge a book by its cover i do too it is it'll definitely be like i will never buy a book without reading the blurb but if it doesn't have a if like i'm not like intrigued by the cover i may never even pick the book up to read the blurb true 
So there you have that. All right. I like that idea, though. I think we should. I think we should we should read two books this year that are books that like this one i so now i'm gonna i'm gonna read this book this year happy and you know it by laura hankin i am going to read this year i'm not even gonna put it back on my shelf i'm gonna keep it right here on my desk so it glares at me every time that we sit here and, and record our show um and i'll be like yeah i gotta read it's that gonna book. slowly get the dust for throughout the year yeah um but i will say the Love Hypothesis is probably one of those books, too, that I'm like, I'm, I need to read it, but I'd probably never, ever actually read it. Uh, but now yeah. I have to read it. I'm going to read it. It's my next read. It's my next audio. So, hey. So, so there I'm we gonna... go. So you got two of, you're going to have already two of your TBR. Yep. So there Sorry, you go. Sorry, give me one second. Yep. Uh, talk, and I need to let the dog out. Oh, the dog. Okay. So um, lots of different ways to track um, and, and get through your TBR. Some of the most fun things I've seen like on on Instagram it's kind of fun to see how people especially at the beginning of the year make their like new year's resolutions mm. to um to get through their TBRs so a lot of times you'll see like the TBR jars where they'll just put the titles of their books on a little piece yeah. of paper and put them in a jar and then they'll draw um I saw another one that I thought was absolutely adorable and um it's it, it you kind of see it like with gifts like um where somebody will gift you 12 books and they'll wrap them and it'll be like January February and you open the, and that's oh, the book yeah. read. I saw someone do that with their TBR. They literally wrapped every single book on their that's on their bookshelves um and like just like brown paper and then they numbered them one through whatever and then in the jar instead of putting the title they put the number and so they drew a number and so like they say you draw number eight then you find book number eight and then you unwrap it and then you read it so the same kind of concept but a lot of work to wrap all those books and do numbers so yeah and also if you're in the mood for a certain genre you might have to do it several times until you're like oh that's that's the right genre um I don't think that quite work for a, for a mood reader. What I do like is, have you ever followed like any booktubers who do like TBR games at the beginning of each month? Um, so there's quite a few that I follow. And for example, like one person, uh, they have like beer pong. So they have the cups. They have the cups. They have cups lined up with underneath. They have uh, prompts, book prompts. And then they have to throw the, the ping pong ball into the cup. Whichever cup it lands in, they have to match that prompt to one of their books. So it means oh. that you've got that flexibility um, to, to choose the genre that you like, but whilst also being forced to potentially read different books that you wouldn't necessarily choose for that month. So they do things like, I don't know, has an animal in it or title only has five words or something. That would be cool because there's like... Um... I do cool. like the the fifty two book club challenge, and so I never yeah. I never complete it because it's like it's fifty two books where you're supposed to read like fifty two books in the year, so one book a year. Um, but it, but what it is, what I like about it, because I just think it's fun to participate, mm -hmm. is it's um it's fifty two different prompts. It's like a book with lowercase letters on the spine, a book with a musical instrument on the cover. Like those are some of the prompts this year. Um. So I think, like, I like doing, I like doing the prompts and then trying to figure out, um, but I do it in reverse. Like, I pick a book and then I'm like, what prompt does it fit? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you say that that book has musical instruments on the cover? No, not musical instrument. It has a musical uh, note. It has, like, the, oh, the musical note. Please. 
know. That's not pretty good. I mean, I did, um, yeah, because I, uh, I'm part of the fantasy fellowship that I talked to you about. Uh huh. And um, they did like a a reading challenge thing over the summer for two months, where you had to you got certain points for completing like different prompts. So that was quite fun, matching that... kind of books to prompts. Yeah, that is very cool. similar concept. That fifty-two books sounds quite fun. Have you yeah. done any so far? Um, I am a little behind in my. I'm behind in everything. I'm just behind in life right now. <laughs> like I have got to kick this residual flu thing, um, so I can actually get my life back. Um, so I have read so far this month. I've read four books, um, and That's like I, it is. It's about You're my normal. Behind. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm behind in keeping up with like I. I keep like a. Like just like a simple little book journal that I that I make every year, yeah. where I just track everything, and that's where I kind of track like which which prompt it fits. Um, okay. So I have I haven't updated it yet. So I I yeah. yeah. So um, but I will hopefully have a little bit more energy and can stay awake long enough in the evenings to actually update some things. It's just, guys, I'm telling you, I hope nobody gets the flu. Like, it's, it's, it's exhausting. Like, I'm already ready for a nap. Like, like, we're going to be wrapping this show up. This will be, this will not be the never ending episode because my throat hurts (laughs) and my voice is going. So, yeah, but, but yeah. So it. I think we've got, we've kind of come to the conclusion that yep the TBR is never ending. Mm-hmm. There are ways that you can alleviate some TBR, but you will never or at least you'll never overcome it. the TBR. Yeah, exactly. So. All right, <clears throat> so that means it's time to head over to our always fun, always dramatic, either or. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. All right, <clears throat> let me get a little sip of water since I'm I'm running the show this time. Okay, whilst Holly is taking a sip of water, so this time we've gone for a special TBR edition. Um, as always, same rules, no no explain explaining, just a quick answer. Uh, Ten questions, and Holly is going to be reading it out. So, Holly, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, so the first two have the same two choices, but it's, it's, so there's, there's a little preface to each one. So the first one, this is, the question would be, which TBR books do you read first, physical or digital? Physical. I would probably say physical. Uh, How do you keep track of your TBR, physically or digitally? Digitally? I mean, I don't, but. (laughs) Question mark? (laughs) I don't. Exactly. Neither. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Because we talked about like Goodreads and things like that. um, And Amazon wish lists. I don't keep a list. I don't keep a jar. uh, But I don't really like, like you, it's my lists are incomplete. My digital lists are incomplete, but at least there's a digital list there. Um, All right. Um, Never ending or eventually ending? I mean, I think we've already established this. Never ending. Never ending. Read your TBR or buy more books. It's tough, isn't it? I mean, no, it's not. Can we buy more books? <laughs> it's got to be buy more books. Like, why is that a tough one? That's easy. Uh, same with this next one. Less books or more bookshelves? I mean, it's got to be more bookshelves. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, 
old book from series you enjoy or brand new standalone release? Brand new standalone release. Out of my options, <laughs> I would pick that one. But I would prefer <laughs> a brand new series. Oh, yeah, from, from a series you like, yeah. Yeah. Or even just a brand new series that I get to start to add to all yeah. the other lists of series I've started and haven't finished yet. Um, <clears throat> would you prefer to go back and read classics or new releases? New releases. Definitely new releases. Definitely new releases. Um, choose a TBR book based on length of time on your list or based on your mood. 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 <clears throat> No, my voice is going. <laughs> Catching. Careful, it's contagious over the internet. <laughs> um, I would definitely agree. No. Definitely mood. Um, would you prefer like a, a TBR cart or just mix your TBR books in with all your other books? See, if I had a TBR cart to fit all of mine in, it would probably be like a, a carriage, like the size, the size of a carriage. <laughs> So that wouldn't work. I need a new house for that. Um, let's, just go, let's just go mixed in with all books. <laughs> I I would say mixed in with all my books because I like how my bookshelves look versus like. Exactly. I like yeah. putting all my series together and have like certain, yeah, certain yeah. orders. There's only like certain ones that I put to one side, but even that I don't go straight to that shelf first always. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, and the last one. <clears throat> Do you, do you want to finish your TBR list or are you just going to accept, nope, never going to happen? I think we've established that nope, it's just never going to happen. Yeah, it isn't. Even if I didn't have a job and I had it all the time in the world, it just, it's too many jo- too many books coming out. I know, they too release books, books every week. <laughs> What's wrong with people? Exactly, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible. There will always be more books. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Okay, well, that wraps up either or kind of brings us to the end of this never ending episode. Um, we are super excited. We will have our first guest author join us next month um, to um, join us. She um, is an indie author. Her second book is coming out. Her first book is called Lesson Learned. Um, super cute book about some fifth grade teachers. And um, so it's out now. So she'll be on in February. I uh, believe the release date is approximately February 19th. So mid-February, I believe, is when we're going to drop that episode. So hey, Liz. Um. <laughs> Thanks. Wait, hang a second. You, you, when is it? <laughs> uh, February 19th would be the oh, drop 17th. date. Okay, cool. Yeah. Because I did ask you when you were available. Um, you just never, you I just never followed up. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, it's been a busy week. Like this, like, and that's what I told Christina. Like we had, we had a lot. We just had a lot going on this week. Um, so my apologies. So I believe it's February. And also, also for those who haven't read "Red Lesson Learned" by Katie Carwood, it's currently Kindle Unlimited, so <gasps> you can get it for free. There you go. Because, yeah. So Katie K. Yeah. Yep. It, it's it's really cute. It's a quick, easy, cute read. So Katie uh, Kaywood will, will be joining us in February. Perfect um, little rom-com books for the month of February. Um, Liz, where can people find you online? Uh, so they can find me at lizzieslittlebooknook.co.uk. Almost forgot it. Um, <laughs> and on Instagram at lizzieslittlebooknook. And Holly, how about you? 
So I'm on Instagram at azdesert underscore bookworm. And my website is just azdesertbookworm.com. Happy? I didn't say the www. also don't forget of course you can find our instagram for the show speaking literally podcast that's right um all right well thank you everyone for tuning in and listening hopefully you had as much fun as we did and we'll see you back in about i think it's about three weeks so it's not too far away yeah so um until then read some good books happy reading and we'll talk to you soon reading bye